Over his 34-year career, my husband has authored over 50 published articles, along with several books, videos, and audio training programs on the subject of network marketing. He's also been repeatedly recognized as one of the top network marketing trainers in the world. In June of 2011, he was invited to visit our company's home office. He was so impressed with what he saw that he decided that day to walk away from his lucrative speaking and consulting career and got started as a team of one. Today, that team of one has grown to over 200,000 customers, associates, managers, directors, executives, and millionaires in 17 countries. Today, my husband and I work together and we are extremely grateful to have been recognized as the number one income earners for our company worldwide. But what I'm most excited about today is that thanks to podcast technology, you can learn the leadership skills, the leadership lessons that will help you grow your own world-class team. With that in mind, let the man who's been teaching others about leadership for decades share what he's been teaching with you. Ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to introduce my business partner and the love of my life, my husband, Michael S. Klaus. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to each and every one of you beautiful people. Michael Klaus, of course, again here. And today we're going to be talking about that all-important question that people do ask more often than you could possibly imagine, what do you do for a living? But before we get into this podcast, episode number 18, I want to just do a brief recap on what we've accomplished so far. If you've just started listening, please make sure that whatever platform you're on, that you scroll to the bottom or look for the very first episode, which is, of course, 000, should you be listening. And then you want to make sure that you start there, that you start at the very beginning, and every single episode is consumed mentally by you, that the information is listened to over and over and still over again until the words become part of the very fabric of your mind, indeed, part of the actions that you engage in on a daily basis. Because too often we're trying to get through the material. We go from one podcast to another and we think, wow, that was good. Let's move on to the next one. No, we're not trying to get through the material. We're trying to get the essence from the material. What is it that I'm trying to convey to you? What are the activities I'm asking you to engage in? What are the things that you need to be working on so that you can get better so that this business gets easier? Because I'll promise you, just like working out or investing money or a new relationship, the more you invest in getting better, the easier it becomes over time. Or at least that should be the idea. So if you're still struggling in one area of the fundamentals, if you don't have enough new people to talk to, go back and re-listen to the podcasts that deal with finding people to talk to. If you've got a nice contact list in front of you, plenty of individuals you would love to share the isogenic story with, but you just don't find that you're reaching out or you're not really sure what to do next, then you need to go to work on contacting and inviting those individuals to take a look. Really, that next fundamental step, presenting, making sure the isogenic story is told, you know, keeping the main thing the main thing. And if you're 
if you're doing okay in both of those areas, if you have plenty of people to talk to and, you know, you're enrolling your fair share through presentation, you've got lots of people saying, hey, I'm ready to get started, but you just don't seem to be getting a lot of traction. You don't seem to be rank advancing as rapidly as you would like, or your team doesn't seem to be rank advancing as, 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 as rapidly as you would like then we need to really hone in on the duplication, the teaching and training aspect of the business. These are the fundamentals that will forever guide and direct us forward in the direction of our dreams. We've got to learn how to find people to talk to. We have to learn how to talk to the people we find. And when someone says yes, we do need to slow down long enough to get them plugged in. And to get them plugged in until they are plugged in, until they stay plugged in. You know, we have this conversation about the events. Are you going? Are you going? We shouldn't be having conversations around are you going, except for the conversations around new individuals. The rest of us should just be going. Because it's where we move the data, the knowledge, that left brain analytical information. We move it from our head to our heart. It's when that emotional transference occurs. And if you've been to a large event of several thousand people or more or over a multiple period of time, like two, three days, then you already know what I'm talking about. You walk in one person and you walk out forever changed someone else. But even though you have that emotional experience, even though you really see the bigger picture, if you don't go home and immediately begin applying what you've learned into your business, it will slowly but surely fade into the background, no different than any popular television program that goes off the air and eventually goes into reruns. And, you know, one day you're flipping through the channels and all of a sudden you think, oh, yeah, look at that. I remember that episode. That's funny. And we tend to watch it until the commercial and then we keep scrolling because it just doesn't hold our interest any longer. We don't want that to be your reality with this business. We want you to have whatever is important for you as we move into this next decade. We want you to feel better, to look better, to have the energy, to sleep peacefully at night. In other words, we want your body to perform, to behave, to serve you. How about you? Do you want those things for yourself? Do you feel you deserve those things for yourself? And from a financial standpoint, we also want you to carve out what's important for you. You know, the three areas that I continue to talk about are paying for products, paying for products in a car, and maybe even going so far as to pay for products, car, and a home. And then, of course, to really catapult this out into the future as to what's possible. Remember, we have more than 300 individuals that have become millionaires in isogenics. Of course, always refer to isogenicsearnings.com for a definition that it's day one, dollar one, it's cumulative, and when you've earned a million dollars, you are awarded that title. But still, understand that a million dollars, even if earned over a lifetime, is still a million dollars. It's not a bad start. And we're asking, where are you? Where are you going? And how are you going to be getting there as we move again into this next decade? Well, one of those skill sets, one of those small, little nuances that we want to become so comfortable with is answering the questions that are common in the marketplace. Think about this like a game of tennis. And I've used this as an analogy before. 
you know, when you're playing the game of tennis, someone is going to serve. Someone has to start the game. Now, I don't know exactly how when you're playing with your friends, you decide, but sometimes it could be simple as this. Hey, do you want to serve first? I suppose if it's a formal competition, there's probably a rule somewhere that I'm unaware of. But however it's decided, someone needs to serve. Now, that's important, and remember that as we continue our conversation. But what's necessary is that when the ball is served, that you do the best if it's served to you to return it. And when it's served back to them, that they return it. And it goes back and forth, back and forth. And aren't those some of the most exciting tennis matches you've ever engaged in? I mean, sure, if you're trying to beat your opponent. I mean, if you've got an amazing serve and you ace that serve and they don't even have the opportunity to do anything, wonderful. I suppose if that's what you're trying to to accomplish. But if you're out there playing with your wife or your husband and you're just acing every serve... They're probably not going to want to play with you very long and, well, afterwards may not be the most enjoyable experience either. No, we're out for a little sport, a little activity, a little recreation. We want to have the ball going back and forth. So what does that have to do with our conversation? What does that have to do with this all-important question that people are going to be asking you, what do you do for a living? Well, think about that question, or really any other question, as that being served, that ball being served to you. What do you need to do? Well, you need to immediately hit it back. And I mean immediately. Because think about playing the game of tennis. If someone serves the ball to you and you're standing there thinking, wow, nice serve. You know, if I had been thinking about this a little bit longer, I probably should have gone over here. If you actually took the time to process what I just explained to you, it's too late. The ball's already gone. No, we have to really have almost that muscle memory where they're getting ready to serve the ball and we're anticipating where it's going to go. And almost because we've been out on the court and we've been practicing and drilling and rehearsing, we've gone through this so many times, it's just so comfortable for us that when someone asks us our name, we don't have to sit there and think, wow, they just asked me my name. I wonder how I should respond. Should I respond formally? It's uh, Mr. Klaus. Should I respond informally? Most people call me Michael. I'm not really sure. Let me think about that for a moment. No, we don't behave that way. In almost any setting, whether it's formal or informal, we're, we're meeting someone for the first time or we've known them for a while, when someone asks our name, the response from us is instantaneous. We know what our name is and we know how to share it. Wouldn't it be great if you had that same ability to instantly recall and share the answers to the most common questions that you're going to be asked. And I think we can all agree the answer would be a resounding yes. So this is but one of them. But before I give you what I believe are some good ideas, I do want to remind you, scripts only work in Hollywood. They only work in the theater. They only work when People on television have agreed through this whole apparatus of, you know, the, the, this, the, the script, the scene, whatever it happens to be called, the, 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 <laughs> the words are losing, escaping me right now. But, you know, when people are basically operating off of that, I suppose in a play we have those words that someone has written out. You're going to say this, then I'm going to say that, then you're going to behave this way, then I'm going to behave that way, then I'm going to run out and slam the door and you're going to chase after me. It's already been decided upon. And if we're good at our craft, we learn the words, we internalize the words, and we share them. But it works in the theater. 
It works on television. It works on the movie screen because both sides have agreed. We don't have that agreement here in life. And so we just have to do the best we can. So I'm going to give you a few scenarios and then show you some examples of how you need to be flexible. The idea is not to master some perfectly structured sentence that would work every single time because I've never found it and I've been doing this for well over 30 years. No, what I found is that every situation is just a little bit different. But if you're comfortable with the idea of what you're trying to do, return the ball. Then you just do the best you can. Hey, sometimes they're going to put a couple of balls past you. That's okay. You can still enjoy the game. You can still have some fun. You're not going to win them all. But when someone asks you what do you do for a living, here's what we want to try to avoid. Just throwing everything we can possibly imagine into that conversation. And too often we do that. You might have heard this term. I'm not really a fan of it, but I'll just use it since it's probably on your mind anyway. You know, we just vomit information all over them. You know, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I happen to be with a health and wellness company. We started in 2002 down in Arizona. Well, we started in Chandler. We're not in Chandler anymore. We're in Gilbert. We have this beautiful building. Have you been down there? Have you seen our building? Have you heard of our company? Do you know what we do? And the person is just sitting there thinking, how did I get involved in this conversation? You know, when people ask us what we do for a living, sometimes it's best just to pause and reflect and ask yourself instantaneously, what just triggered this? Here's an example. You're sitting on an airplane. Somehow children come up in the conversation. The person you're talking to seems like a lovely human being. And so you happen to ask them, do you have children? And they say yes, and they start talking about their children. And you can see the passion in their voice, and you can just see the delight on their face. And so you ask, do you have pictures of your children? Oh, of course they have pictures. And they bring them out, and they start telling you all about them. And now as as they begin to realize they've monopolized a lot of the conversation, they tend to ask you the question, so what about you? Do you have children? Now, what do most of us do? Well, here's what we usually don't do. We usually don't realize that they they really don't want to see our kids. I mean, I know they asked, and, you know, truthfully, maybe they do. But what are they really interested in? They're really interested in their own children. And so sometimes you can really validate this point by saying, yes, I have two children. I have a son and I have a daughter. What about you? Tell me more about Jimmy. What's Jimmy up to? And when they start talking all about Jimmy, you're going to realize very, very quickly they were just being polite. You know, it's reciprocity. I do something for you. There's kind of an obligation socially. You do something for me. I say, please. You say, thank you. You know, we kind of have this back and forth. It's just the way that it is. So I ask you about your children. Now there's an obligation for you to ask me about mine, even if you're not that interested. This is important as we continue our dialogue today, because I want you to understand that when people ask us what we do for a living, we don't really know where, we're, where they're going. This just may be in a social, social situation. It might have been a post online that created a little conversation. They dropped you a little private message. So what do you do? And sometimes they don't even complete the sentence. It won't be, what do you do for a living? It might be something more like, I saw your post. What do you do? Or I've been following you for a while. I'm intrigued. That's the same basic question. I'm intrigued. Hey, tell me a little more. I'd like to know a little more. It's the same basic question. And this is where just being around for a while, you recognize, ah, this person is actually asking me, what do I do for a living? 
How do I respond? Now, if, if it's via private message on Facebook, you'll probably want to respond back that way. If it was a direct message on Instagram, you'll probably want to respond that way. If you're sending a text, probably respond that way. If it's a conversation in person, you'll probably want to re- reply in person. So you just have to recognize that, again, take this as a foundation to build on, to understand fundamentally what's going on. So now that being said, let's really get into the conversation. So imagine you're at a social gathering and you're talking, you've been introduced and you're having a conversation with, we'll call her Mary. And somewhere during the course of the conversation, for reasons that we don't really understand at this point, Mary says to you, so Michael, what do you do for a living? Now, let me pause for a moment and ask you, how would you respond in that situation? If you were at that social gathering and you happen to be introduced to this person and through the conversation, it just moved around to, so what do you do for a living? How would you respond? Now, I don't know that there's a right or a wrong answer. I do know there's some things that will work a lot better and some things that really don't work at all. But here's what I'd like you to try. It's more of a curiosity approach that allows Mary to really decide if she's interested or if she's just being socially polite. So Mary says, so Michael, what do you do for a living? And I use her name. I say, Mary, I help people just like you reach their New Year's resolutions. That's it. I'm not going to add anything more. I'm not going to mention isogenics. I'm not going to talk about we're a solutions-based company. I'm not going to give her all the things that I could possibly give her and I could share a lot of information. No, one more time. Mary, I help people just like you reach their New Year's resolutions. Now, can you have this conversation in January? Of course. But here's what's interesting. You can have this conversation in July or August as well. People are making resolutions or setting goals all year long, and they do it for various reasons. And even if it's in August, September, or October of the year, people know what you're talking about when you say, I help people just like you reach their New Year's resolutions. Now, if Mary's not interested, she's just going to go on with the conversation. Oh, that sounds nice. So do you have children? Now, see, this is interesting. If Mary says, oh, that sounds nice. Do you have children? She's being socially polite. Just get to know her. Focus on her. Find out everything you can about her and see if she's someone that maybe at some future point in time you'd like to follow up with. But at that moment in time, just allow the conversation to go where it goes. But what if Mary says, what do you mean? See, perhaps you, through this intriguing response, have triggered something in her mind. That's interesting. I wonder what he means. So Mary says, Michael, what do you do for a living? Well, Mary, I help people just like you reach their New Year's resolutions. Mary says, what do you mean? Now, think about this, not from the standpoint of the structure or the exact words, but just think about this from the standpoint of a foundation, something that you can build on. Focus again on what we're trying to accomplish, not the actual word structure, because it will be different all over the world, and it'll be different in every situation, whether it's text or in person or otherwise. But something like this would be an appropriate way if Mary says, what do you mean? Well, one of the most popular New Year's resolutions is losing weight. Now, let me pause there for a moment. You might also say, you know, people make a lot of New Year's resolutions, eat healthier, exercise more, lose weight, get into shape, but don't get too far off into the weeds. 
You just have to sometimes think about the situation. Hey, I'm standing in front of Mary. What does it look like Mary might be interested in? Losing weight or getting into better shape? Maybe Mary's already in really good shape. You might say, we help people just like you reach their New Year's resolutions. Mary says, what do you mean? Well, we help people get in shape and then stay in shape and sometimes even up their game because that's going to be more appealing to Mary if you're standing there in front of her and you can clearly see she's in shape. Mary looks like she would like to be in better shape. Again, most people are looking to lose weight. Sadly, most people who make that all-too-common resolution only keep it for 12 days. They want to achieve it. They try to achieve it. But by day 13, they've all but given up. So we show them a better way, a scientifically proven way to reach their goals. So what about you, Mary? What do you do for a living? Now, do you notice what I did there? Because this is really important. I want to find out if Mary is just being polite or if she's actually intrigued. And so how do we do that? Again, let's go through the steps. Mary, I help people just like you reach their New Year's resolutions. Mary responds, what do you mean? Well, one of the most popular New Year's resolutions is losing weight. Sadly, most people who make that all-too-common resolution only keep it for 12 days. They want to achieve it. They try to achieve it. But by day 13, they've all but given up. So we show them a better way, a scientifically proven way to reach their goals. So what about you? What do you do for a living? Now, why would I turn the conversation back to Mary? Well, I can't just stop talking. If I could, it creates a void. And now socially, it feels awkward. If I just stop talking right there, Mary is going to probably, for purposes of being polite, ask me more questions. You're going to think she's interested and you'll start offering more information. Truth be told, she's going to just be thinking probably in her mind, how do I get out of this conversation? So we have to be really careful of that. But if we turn the tables back on Mary, so what about you? What do you do for a living? And we let Mary talk. It really helps us because Mary can tell us about her job. For example, what if Mary says, well, I'm a teacher. Oh, really? How long have you been teaching? Oh, 10 years. Wow. 10 years teaching. You must love that. By the way, whenever anyone has been doing anything for more than two years, I always say to them, wow, over two years, you must really like that. Wow, eight years, you must really like that. Wow, four years, you must really like that. And I watch or listen for their expression because far too often they'll say, well, it's okay, but, and they'll start telling me the problems. And again, I'm listening because we are a solutions-based company, not only for products, but also for the opportunity. So now I'm listening to find out if there's an opportunity for the opportunity, if you understand. And if we just jump in too soon and start giving too much information, we can miss all of that. But if Mary comes back to you, and oftentimes they will, and Mary will say, well, I'm a teacher. I've been teaching for a number of years, but I'm really intrigued. What exactly do you do to help these people reach their New Year's resolutions? Now you have someone who's really saying, I am interested. Tell me more. Here's the problem. Most of the time, we think they've, we've been given permission to present. That's usually not the case unless you are strapped in, sitting next to them on an airplane, and you're going to be there for two or three hours. And then if you've got everything you need to give a presentation, by all means, give one. But most of the time, we would be better served to say, let me send something to you. You can take a look, and then we'll follow up. How do, I'll follow up. How does that sound? What's the best way to connect with you? And then get her contact information if you don't already have it. Find out the best way to connect. You know, do you prefer a phone call, text, 
private message on Facebook, direct message on Instagram. What's the best way for you to communicate? Find out what Mary enjoys, make a note of it, and then decide based upon that conversation, based upon what you've observed, based upon what you know and believe to be true, what's the best tool you could share with her that might advance that conversation in the direction of a presentation. That's what we're trying to do here. So is this the be all and the end all? Of course not. This is one small aspect of the business. But I will tell you, this comes up all of the time. If you are out in the marketplace and if you are looking for people that you can actually help either physically, financially, or both, Oftentimes, it will come up in conversation, what do you do for a living? And when I say conversation, if I were standing in front of you right now and you could see me, I would have my fingers in the air because it would be these air quotes, you know, conversation. Most of the time, this is happening on social media. Uh, it might be happening in some other format, text or, or otherwise. And so conversation, just think about it as an exchange. So one more time from the top, because again, spaced repetition is such a powerful teacher. I really want you to appreciate this. So whatever the situation is, we've gotten to a point, social media or otherwise, we have been asked, what do you do? I'm intrigued. Tell me more. What do you do for a living? Anything that sounds like that, this is where I would immediately go. Well, Mary, I help people just like you reach their New Year's resolutions. That's it. The British would say, full stop. I don't add anything to it. If it's a social media exchange, I just stop texting and I wait for them to respond. If they respond inclined, wow, that's interesting. But they don't say anything further. I direct the conversation back to them. But if they come back at some point and say, what do you mean? Or tell me more. That sounds interesting. I'd like to learn a little bit more about that. Or I'm having a hard time reaching my New Year's resolutions. Do you have a suggestion for me? Again, there's not a perfect script and they don't know the words they're supposed to be using. They're going to use whatever words come to mind. So you kind of have to read between the lines. But if they do come back and basically say, what do you mean? Or tell me more. Try this. Well, one of the most popular New Year's resolutions is losing weight. Sadly, most people who make that all-too-common resolution only keep it for 12 days. But by day 13, they've all but given up. So we show them a better way, a scientifically proven way to reach their goals. So how about you? What do you do for a living? And then wait to see what happens next. So this is just the idea when they come back and ask for more, direct them to a tool, ask them to take a look, make arrangements to follow up, you know, gather their contact information, find out the most effective way to connect or communicate with them. And if you're looking for a little bit more, remember, according to the website, YouGov, that's Y-O-U-G-O-V, the top resolutions are exercise more, save money, eat healthier and lose weight. Now, can we help them with exercise more? Well, most people aren't going to be exercising more if they don't feel good. So I think, you know, kind of yes. Can we help them save money? Well, depending on what they're spending on food, I'm telling you, most people are shocked when they redirect some of their food budget over to their Isogenics products. Not only do they feel better, which causes them to start exercising perhaps a bit more, but they can end up saving money. Do we help them eat healthier? I think the answer would be a resounding yes. Can we help people lose weight? Again, scientifically proven, yes, we can. So according to YouGov, we can really help people reach 
virtually every top resolution that's out there. Whether people are talking about getting healthy, getting into shape, something physical like joining a gym, I'm going to go back to running, I'm going to start running, I'm going to use my Peloton more, you know, whatever it happens to be, just remember what we can do. And just remember that the more you're out in the marketplace is a lot like saying the more you're on the tennis court and the more you're playing the game, the more balls you'll have an opportunity to successfully return. You'll probably have a few that will get past you. That's okay. This is a game and it should be one that's fun and engaging. After all, we're looking to help people. And I think if you begin moving into this new decade thinking, what can I do to help the most people? Where can I go to be around the most people that I can help? How can I help people look better, feel better, have more energy? How can I help people with their, the financial side of their lives? How can I help them maybe make enough money that they can pay for their own Isogenics products? Maybe enough money to pay for their products in a car. Maybe their products are a car in a home. Hey, who knows? We've got some people out there that may want to see how far up, up is. Remember, always refer them to isogenicsearnings.com for all the information there on what truly is possible. But the idea here is just to move that conversation forward, not to say too much to someone who's just being socially polite, but really to sort and look for those individuals that are truly looking to reach their New Year's resolutions. And for those people that want to make this the best year they've ever had, I'll promise you this, just like I would promise them this. If they become part of the Isogenics family, they start putting these amazing products into their body. They look at the opportunity side and they begin asking themselves, hey, who do I know that would like to reach their New Year's resolutions as well? And they start sharing the gift of Isogenics. Who knows what they might be able to accomplish? I'm telling you, it's going to be a fantastic year. Glad you're a part of it. Hope you're enjoying this, and I'll look forward to talking to you all again next week.